You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome into the basement, my basement here on the south side of Chicago. My name is Chris Lanuti, and welcome to another simulated White Sox game as part of a simulated season by Sox in the Basement, brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park. You can find them on Grubhub or just go direct to CorkandCarryAtThePark.com, order some delicious food, sit back, relax, and listen to a White Sox radio broadcast that should take around 90 minutes, sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little bit less, but always very exciting. The Chicago White Sox come off of a series at home where they finally dropped their first series of the season, losing to the Seattle Mariners two games to one. But they won the three series before that and sit currently at 7-5 and five in second place. The team they look up at is the red-hot Minnesota Twins, sitting at 10-3 and three after sweeping away the Cleveland Indians in their previous series. Rich Hill takes the mound for the Twins at 1-0 with a 3.75 earned run average, and Dylan Cease sits at 0-1 with a 9.31 earned run average, and has had two terrible appearances, and there's no other way to say it, early on in the season. He looks to turn things around today in front of the home crowd. It's Friday night at the ballpark. Let's get out there right now for a simulated White Sox game. From Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Welcome, everybody, to Guaranteed Rate Field on the south side of Chicago. The fans are pumped up, and it is a great night for a ball game as the Minnesota Twins, who I've always felt are the pure division rival of these Chicago White Sox, coming to town for a three-game set. And Dylan Cease will take the mound tonight. Two starts under his belt. He's got an 0-1-1 record. He's only got nine and two-thirds innings underneath his belt, and he's given up 13 hits. His whip is at 1.86. Five walks to seven strikeouts. He has struggled with an ERA north of nine. It's not because he's been terrible every time that he takes the ball. He's had a couple of bad innings that have really set the tone for his season early. Luis Arez steps up and sees his first pitch is outside ball one. The White Sox come in in second place in the AL Central early on in this season at 7-5. and five. The Twins sit at 10-3 and three in front of them. And nobody else has a winning record right now in the AL Central after the Twins beat up on the Indians earlier on this week. White Sox almost got swept themselves but were able to salvage a game winning on Wednesday against the Seattle Mariners. That one's fouled off, one and one the count. The next pitch on the way. This one has popped straight up into the air. Cease is gonna point this out to Moncada who comes in and catches it two feet away from him. That's not social distancing. And there's one away. Matt Caps, former relief pitcher with the Minnesota Twins set to join us this weekend. He'll be with us on Saturday and Sunday to talk about what's going on in real life in Major League Baseball and and also talk about real life with the White Sox and maybe even help us out with our simulated season. But you're going to hear him this weekend. It should be fun. The wind is blowing at times straight across from right to left. Those flagpoles 
are holding flags on by a thread as it is gusting at certain points and then it seems to die and almost shift as though it is coming in from center field. An overcast evening, pretty sky, pink. This one is chopped. Anderson scoops, throws quickly and gets the second hitter for a quick 6-3 put out. There's two out in this inning and Nelson Cruz comes up hitting 326 and he lays off an 81 mile an hour high outside changeup for ball one. Two outs here quickly in the top of the first inning. 1-0 count to Cruz. Cease trying to get off on a good foot. Rondell sets up inside the pitch inside and lays off a slider. 2-0. It's chilly out there. You can see Cease. He's got He's got not only the pinstripes from head to toe with the black hat, but he's got the long sleeve black shirt on and he keeps blowing heat into his throwing hand in between pitches. Chilly Friday night as this one is popped straight up. Rondell takes the mask off, takes a few steps and catches this one. They go one, two, three. Overcast and chilly tonight in Chicago. No score going to the bottom of the first. Rich Hill taking the mound tonight. Otherwise known by some as Dick Mountain, one of the best nicknames in all of sports. Two starts, 1-0 record, 3.75 earned run average over 12 innings, 12 hits, 6 walks, 11 strikeouts. His whip is low. He's been effective. He is Dick Mountain. And Tim Anderson steps up, and he swings a big stick, hitting 346 early on in the season, and has collected a hit in nearly every game he has played in so far. The first pitch is laid off uh, low and inside, 1-0. If you listen to Socks in the Basement this week, and our regular Wednesday podcast is still coming out, we did it live Wednesday morning and then posted it on demand. You can go find it. Myself and my buddy Dave, friends for over four decades who started this podcast almost two years ago, as this has taken a strike low at the knees, 1-1 one one on a curve. Hill looks in on Anderson and gets set for the third pitch of the at-bat. Inside taken for a strike one and two by T.A. We talked about things going on in the simulated season. We made some decisions early on. Danny Mendick is going to get the start more often than not now at second base unless the matchup determines otherwise. Swinging strike and Anderson goes down with a strikeout the first for Hill to his first batter of the game. We also decided that Adam Engel is going to go into a platoon role with Nomar Mazzara, at least for now mainly because Mazzara has looked terrible against lefties, and Engel has been on fire. So Adam Engel's getting the start tonight in right field, batting ninth. Mazzara grabs some bench. And Leary Garcia is going to start, but it's going to be because Mendick had played almost the entire week in different spots as a fill-in and wasn't 100%. So he's going to get his energy up, and then he's going to return as the everyday second baseman, and Garcia goes into a utility role. The first two pitches taken for a strike by Moncada on the outside corner. He's quickly 0-2. He's been red hot. He's hitting 326. And remember, he started 0 for 15 on the season. Swings at a curveball outside. Strike three. Hill pumps his fist. Here's a guy who came to play tonight. He doesn't care how cold it is. Difference between him and Cease. The veteran Hill, he hasn't blown any hot air into his hand yet. He's out there tossing, and he's tossing strikes. And he's through the first two batters quickly as Abreu comes up hitting 313. The top of this White Sox order. The top three guys all hitting over 300. Didn't start that way for Moncada, but it did for Abreu and Anderson, who got off right away. Abreu's had a few struggles over the last few days, but the day off and also doing well on Wednesday, 
would seem to be an indicator that he's going to get himself right quickly. Brayu fouls that one off. He's one and one. As Hill gets ready to deal his 10th pitch of the inning and the game. Everybody's in sweatshirts, hoodies, and jackets in the crowd. As this one is sent out into the left center field gap, carrying back towards the wall, the left fielder looks up, and that one is over the fence for a solo home run by Jose Abreu. I told you he was back. 376 over the wall at about 100.6 miles per hour. It actually bounced off of the metal fence on the other side of the gap between the wall and where the stands start and then bounce back onto the field as he lights up the night. The colored fireworks are already out there because it's so overcast. Even though it's completely dark, you can see they're not using the big bangers right now. They're, they're setting up the ones that are in greens and reds and blues because it's dark early because of the overcast skies and the fact this is a night game. They have not played a night game in this stadium since opening weekend. First pitch is a ball to Grandal outside. He tries to check up on the next one, but he goes around on a 12-6 curveball. Outside corner, 1-1 one one on the swing. Sox lead 1-0 here with two outs in the bottom of the first. Rich Hill delivers. This one is swung on, jam shot, and it'll be grabbed by the first baseman on an unassisted three putout. But not before Abreu. Puts it out in the left center field gap. Solo shot with two outs. The White Sox lead by one after one. Miguel Sano, hitting only 130 with no homers, steps to the plate in the four spot for the Twins. And Dylan Cease only needed eight pitches to get through the first inning and throws a four-seam fastball outside portion of the plate, taken for strike one. The Twins are 10-3 and in their four hitters hitting 130. That tells you how hot everybody else is in this lineup. And Sano fouls this one off down the first baseline, and I, for one, would like to see him stay ice cold throughout this entire series. 0-2 pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. Three pitches, three strikes. Outside slider got him the chase. Cease gets his first strikeout to the first batter of the second inning. And he's got his first out, and he looks sharp early on. It has not been a question that Dylan Cease can or cannot pitch. He has been pitching well in certain instances. But it's that one big inning, and he has been unable to avoid that in his first two outings with the Sox. His goal today should be a quality start. Give up three runs or less and get six innings in. And that would be an improvement over what he has done so far. First pitch to Donaldson taken for a strike. Josh Donaldson's hitting 490. We here at Sox in the Basement have been talking about whether or not the White Sox should go sign this man for the last two years. Now you know why. This one is skied into right. Engel comes in and makes it look like no big deal. He's got speed, and he plays defense. And he gets one that might have fallen in front of Mazzara instead for the second out of the inning. And Mitch Garver steps in, hitting 286 in the sixth spot tonight for the Twins. And Cease into the delivery. Outside, swung on slider out of the zone. 0-1 the count. Rondal seems to be saying, let's get it and throw it, young man. It feels like Cease is working quicker as he throws a ball there, one and one, than he did in his first two starts, and maybe they're trying to work on his pacing. This one is low and outside, two and one. Up to this point, it's worked, but the whole idea is finishing things off with two strikes. But the whole idea is to finish things off with two outs. This one is on the outside corner changeup, two and two, the count evens. Some Sox pitchers, Cease included, have had a problem with two outs. 
getting that third one without getting into trouble. This one is fouled off gently, hung up there a long time before it landed down the third base line. You don't drop, if you don't catch that one in the stands, get out of the ballpark. Next pitch, low at the knees, strike three, swinging. Cease looks sharp so far in this game. And we go to the bottom of the second. He's got a 1-0 lead. Edwin Encarnacion is hitting 293 with a 993 OPS. Originally, he was sitting in the sixth spot for this team, protecting Jimenez and Grandal when the season started. Now, he's up in the five spot because you can't keep a bat that good down while Jimenez continues to struggle, although he looked good on Wednesday. First two pitches to Encarnacion miss the strike zone. He is 2-0. Hill looks in. The wind in the pitch. Check swing. They're going to say he went. I don't know if he went around all the way on that one, but they're going to say he did 2-1 the count on an inside pitch out of the zone. one nothing Sacks. Bomb at a second. Inside fastball. He did not check on that one. That's a ball. 3-1. and one. Jimenez waits on deck. Hill delivers. This one is flared down the third base line and falls fair into the corner. It's cut off quickly, though. Left fielder on his horse. So Encarnacion is only going to get a single out of this. He's not the fastest man. He's not the fleetest of foot. But he points into his dugout like, hey, I know we're all cold out here, but let's go. This is a big series. From the reaction of the White Sox players and even their pitcher on the mound tonight, it seems obvious this young team sees this as a big opening of the season series with their rivals that they intend to be with all year long in the standings. This is not a team on a rebuild. This is a team on a mission. The pitch to Jimenez checks it up, but it is in the zone for a strike inside. He's got five home runs, still leads the team. He's got seven hits on the season, though, hitting 205 at this point. Encarnacion with a moderate lead. He's no threat to go. The pitch from Hill, the lefty, outside portion of the plate to the righty, Jimenez, taken for a ball, one and one. Atlanta leading Miami right now, 3-2. This pitch is inside taken, ball two. Cincinnati leads Philadelphia in the fourth already, 8-2 in their game. They jumped on him early. No score in the second right now for the Mets and the Brewers as we're cycling through the National League scores here on the bottom. 2-1 count. Jimenez stands in, the pitch on the way. Outside, ball three. Hill seems to be pitching around Jimenez. Meanwhile, Luis Robert, batting in the seven hole for the first time this season, stands on deck. The pitch. This one is chopped on the third baseline, and it's going to be fair, and it's going to get into the corner. Encarnacion is a station-to-station runner, so he's going to be stuck at second. Jimenez came around first like a bat out of hell intending to get two out of it, and then realized there was a big stopper on second base. Encarnacion clogs the base paths. His hit should have been a double. Jimenez's hit should have been a double. Instead, we have first and second with a very fleet-footed Luis Robert who's going to have to hit it out of here if he intends to do anything other than single. Here, he's going to pop it, though, straight up. Catcher with the mask off. Garver makes the catch. First pitch to Robert is popped out to the catcher. And there's one out here in the bottom of the second with runners on first and second. Leary Garcia comes in hitting 270 with a home run and seven RBIs in the season. Envisioned now into moving into more of a utility role as this one is sky down the third baseline. It doesn't mean he's not going to be playing almost every day, 
But a lot of these guys needed a rest, and him in the second base spot put a strain on the lineup in the early part of the season. And lesson learned, if you're going to keep three catchers on your staff, which also might change, we talk about it every Wednesday on Sacks in the Basement. As this one is chopped to third, this might be two. They're going to tag Encarnacion and go to second to get Jimenez. And it's a bang-bang play at second base where they get the force. And so, the Twins get out of a jam, and after two, the White Sox lead by one. Top of the third inning here at the rate. You are listening to a White Sox simulated season brought to you by Sox in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at SoxintheBasement.com. Eddie Rosario stepping in, hitting in the seventh spot. It's kind of low for him. He's a heck of a hitter. He's on the left side. He's a lefty hitter. He's got the righty sees dealing to him, and he's hitting 220. This one's outside, taken for a ball, 1-0. This is also brought to you by Cork and Carey at the Park. 33rd in Princeton, a south side tradition. And even though they can't open their doors, and let me tell you something, with Cork and Carey on Western, as that one is taken for a strike, 1-1, one and, one, and Cork and Carey at the Park, two establishments for a small business owner, as this one's inside swung on for strike two. They don't have a lot of options right now to be able to survive. And they're able to offer their menu right now on Grubhub or at CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. This one has popped out to Garcia at second base for the first out of the inning. And Alex Avila, hitting 091, steps up to the plate. He's a lefty against the righty cease with one out here in the top of the third. And that's a ball high, 1-0. So support them, and they've got great food. Gourmet burgers, award-winning burgers. They put them up at awards, and they win. It's incredible. Check out the menu at CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. That one's outside, 2-0. Cease looks in, the pitch to Grandal. Swung on and popped. Abreu is going to call off Garcia and catch it in the second base position. There's an over-eager infield captain who was like, I got this one. Move out of the way. Two outs now on the top of the third, and the number nine hitter, Buxton, comes on, hitting 314, and he's got speed. Off to a hot start after having a Struggle of a year in 2019. This one is lifted out into left field. Jimenez goes back a few paces. Nine up, nine down for Cease through the first three innings. We go to the bottom of the third. Sox lead, one nothing. Adam Engel hitting 385. Now the majority of that has been against lefties, but Rich Hill is a lefty. Stands in, playing right field. He's been so hot. Not only defensively and on the base paths, but big hits for RBIs and the big average. And he takes these first two outside 2-0. And performing against lefties so well right now, it's impossible to keep him out of the lineup when you have a lefty starter. That does not mean that he could not be replaced in certain instances if a ready reliever came in and the team was trailing and needed offense. If they need defense, though, of course he would stay in. This one is dribbled up the middle, seeing eye single, and angles on first. With no outs here in the bottom of the third. One of our big advertisers joined us maybe a week or so before the pandemic started. His family waterproofing solutions out of Evergreen Park. They are very excited to be part of Sox in the Basement because they cover all of Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana. They're a family-owned business, veteran-owned, female-owned. 1-0 right now to Anderson as he takes that ball. Engel leads off a little bit at first base. With a lefty on the mound, I don't know if he's going here. This one's outside 2-0. Let Hill think that. Let him get distracted. Anderson was 2-for-5 on Wednesday, his last game, with two RBIs the first two of that game. Sox ended up winning it 11-6. 
The 2-0 count to Anderson, the pitch on the way. This one's up the middle. It might be trouble. It is. It's going to get through the middle. Under the outreach glove of the second baseman cutting across in the outfield grass. And the first two guys are on for the White Sox. And Yoan Moncada steps up with first and second with no outs in the bottom of the third. And the pitch to him. Inside taken for a ball. Now Family Waterproofing Solutions paid their employees and gave them health care while they remained closed. But have now been told to go back to work. Uh, and that's because the, the federal government has decided people are going to need repairs on their homes. And that, that's true. Things will fall apart. This one is skied out deep in the left field. That one might carry. It is caught against the wall. Engel will tag and advance the third. Anderson will retreat back to first. So the runner advances. That one almost got over. Moncada almost puts it over in left field. He will advance the runner. There's one out in the bottom of the third with a Brayu up. Anderson on first. Angle on third. Anderson's going to take off. This pitch is taken for a strike. He is in there safely at second base with a great feet first slide under the tag. He takes away the double play. Tim Anderson up at the top right now in the major leagues with stolen bases. He has six at this point. 0-1 count. This one's inside taken for a ball, a slider. 1-1 one one to Abreu with one out in the bottom of the third. So Family Waterproofing will still do your estimates online. They'll video feed with you. They'll do it over the phone with you. They'll check out everything. That one swung on for a strike, 1-2. and two. And then they'll come out and do this work safely. So what do you have to lose? Go check them out. This one is swung on and drilled the third base. Taken on the one half. The only play is first. They will concede the runner, Engel, who is off at the crack of the bat. He will score. Anderson holds it second. The White Sox lead it 2-0 as Abreu hits a sharp one that bounces right in front of the third baseman. And the only play that could be made was across the first for him as Engel was almost home by the time that he was able to gather that ball in and decide what he was going to do. Anderson wisely holds it second. So there's a runner on second with two outs. Another run is in. 2-0. 0-for-1 Yasmani Grandal steps in. The righty against the lefty hill. And the pitch. And that one is low. Ball one. Information on Family Waterproofing Solutions coming up here at the end of this inning. Get your pen and paper out. Give them a call. Tell them Socks in the Basement sent you. And ask them for the special deals you can get just for Socks in the Basement listeners. They got some good ones. One and one the count after one is fouled off. The pitch on the way. Checks that up on the outside corner. Taken for a ball. Two and one. Hill. Looks determined out there. He's thrown 42 pitches with two outs here in the bottom of the third and a runner on second. And he's given up two runs. Meanwhile, Cease was perfect through the order. And we'll get the top of the order here in the fourth. Fouled off, two and two. The pitch. Inside, the count goes full with Encarnacion standing on deck. He of the 310 average and the four home runs. And he would love a crack here with runners on. Anderson takes a lead, the pitch to Grandal. Outside ball four, and Encarnacion is going to get that opportunity. And the Twins want to talk with their pitcher. So a quick stop here in the action, is they're going to talk it over on the mound. Because now you got the hot-hitting Encarnacion. And even though Jimenez has been struggling, if they're telling Hill, work around him to get to Jimenez. Remember, he's got five home runs. And over his last six or seven at-bats, I think he's only made one out. He's been, he's been getting it back together again. So it'll be interesting to see how Hill pitches to the righty Encarnacion. 
Anderson leads, checks the runner, the pitch on the way. This one is lined to third base, scooped off of the one hop and flipped the second. One pitch, and they get the force out on the fielder's choice, and the inning is over. So they got what they wanted, but the White Sox got another run, and they lead 2-0 after three. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the Sox side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations to support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Luis Araz, 0 for 1. Pop out in the first inning. It's hitting 292 on the season. And he'll step in against Dylan Cease to lead off this fourth inning. You are listening to a White Sox simulated season brought to you by Sox in the Basement and Cork and Carry at the Park.com. Go find them on Grubhub or at Cork and Carry at the Park.com. That one's fouled off down the third base line, and the next one, high fastball taken at the letters for strike two. 0 oh, 2 the count, and Cease feeling it early. Young pitcher, Rondal has to keep him even keel. The pitch in the dirt for a ball, one and two. You got a veteran catcher who's excellent at framing. We've talked about it before on the show. Who's moving Cease around, but he's working much quicker than he did in the first two games. This one is a ground ball to Anderson. He will get it. Get pulled towards third across the body of the first. And Araz will beat out the throw, cancel the postgame show. The first hit for the Twins comes here to lead off the fourth inning. The first base runner for the Twins comes here to lead off the fourth inning. Anderson stopped it from getting through the infield, but he was pulled way to third base and onto the outfield grass at the turn, almost hopped throw it at the first. He at least didn't throw it away, but he could not get the speedy leadoff hitter. And Cease throws strike one to Polanco. 0-1 the count. Polanco, the second baseman, has been working hard as he grounds this one to Abreu. Over to Anderson, back over to Cease, who covers first for the 3-6. to six to one double play of Polanco the bases are cleared and Cease continues to face the minimum in this game because they erase the base runner and with two outs here in the top of the fourth here's the three hitter Nelson Cruz who's 0 for 1 and Cease is sitting on 34 pitches here in the top of the fourth inning that one is low slider taken for a ball 1 and 0 as a fan I watch this game and I want Dylan Cease to continue this because he has struggled so much in the first two games but it's all up to his relationship with his catcher and what they talked about. You can see there's a little bit of a pace change here. And he's throwing a lot more strikes. He's challenging hitters, and he's getting the outs. This one is just high at the letters called ball two, two and oh. Cease winds and delivers. Grounded in between Anderson and Garcia in the center field. Robert will pick it up and toss it in. A single for Nelson Cruz. Another guy who seems to be untouched by age 
You put him and Edwin Encarnacion together, they could probably tell you tales of the Civil War and the Great Depression easily right off the top of their heads. In baseball years, they're old. Heck, they're almost my age. They're old in real life. That one's outside, taken on the corner by Sano. 0-1 the count with two outs here in the top of the fourth and a runner on first. Sano's had some off-field problems, was accused of some bad things. I don't know how it ended up he's still in Major League Baseball playing every day, but he is. But I wasn't part of the investigation. I'm just a guy simulating a game in his basement, drinking a gin and tonic. 2-1 the count now, with two outs in the top of the fourth, and we're rooting for Cease to get through this inning. As he's running into the first trouble he's seen all day long, and this one is rocketed out the right field for a base hit. In front of Angle, he'll get it in quickly. First and second now. So three hits given up in this inning by Cease. He was able to erase the first one with a double play and then gives up two more. All three hits have been solid base hits. And he is hitting his first struggles of the game here in the fourth inning, which he did in his previous two starts. He has far less pitches, though, under his belt and has been cruising. So you would think he's going to find a way out of it. This one taken at the knees by Donaldson for a strike 0-1. Donaldson, the hottest hitter in baseball right now, takes one below the knees. He's hitting 409. And amazingly enough, he's hitting 409 with runners in scoring position as well, and he's got one in scoring position right now. Never seen that before. His regular average and his runner in scoring position average the same. He fouls this one off one and two. Next pitch on the way. Swings at a slider up at the letters. Swings underneath and he got fooled. Cease points to the sky. As if to say thank you, God, for getting me through the fourth inning. Midway through the fourth, Sox lead 2-0. A chilly night here in Chicago. The wind's starting to die down a little bit as we go into the bottom of the fourth inning. Remember, all White Sox simulated baseball by Sox in the basement is also recapped by the world-famous Sox on 35th blog. Those guys over there do some good work. And they are recapping each and every game at SoxOn35th.com. And Aloy Jimenez steps in to lead off the fourth inning, hitting in the sixth spot, and Rich Hill delivers. That one's fouled off down the third base line. Hill is a towering man, and his first name is Rich. So he's picked up the nickname over the last few years of Dick Mountain. And never was that more prevalent than when he was on those Dodger teams that were making it to the World Series in previous years and getting big playoff performances. He's 1-2 and two right now. He's that guy that you look at his age and you look at the wear and tear and you look at the stats overall and you go, how is this guy still in baseball? And he never pitches a full season without ending up on the DL once or twice. When he's out there, he could be magic, and he gets Jimenez on a high inside strike that he doesn't swing at. At the letters, Jimenez looks back at the umpire thinking that that was a ball, but from where I'm looking, that was strike three. So Jimenez goes down for the fourth strikeout by Hill in this game. With one out now in the bottom of the fourth, Robert comes up. His first pitch he saw in his first at bat, he pops straight up to the catcher, Garver. So he takes the first pitch now to try to be more patient, and it's taken inside for strike one, 0-1 the count. So he must feel like he can't win right now against Hill. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed, high and at the letters, out of the zone, 0-2. Over his last four games, he's hitting 284. This one is dribbled to second base, and it's dropped on the ground. One-handed toss does not get it, and Robert beats the throw, and he's on first base with some speed. And Leary Garcia comes up. Hill checks the runner. The pitch on the way. 
Swung on and missed. Low inside fastball. 0-1. The pitch. Pitch out. Roberts not going. White Sox yet to be caught on a pitch out this year. Teams have been looking for them to run, though, because they are stealing with greater frequency this season. The pitch. He is going this time. Take it for a ball. Robert underneath the tag. He advances the second with his sixth stolen base on the season, so he's been keeping pace with Tim Anderson. The next pitch, drilled down the third baseline foul, and the count evens at two to Leori Garcia. Anderson and Robert are up towards the top of the majors in stolen bases. As Garcia takes one off the hip, and he's on his way down the first base, hit by the pitch. And I don't know if that's frustration on the stolen base. It didn't seem like it got away from Hill. It almost felt like a purpose pitch. He put his head down right away after he threw it, and Garcia glared at him. Garcia has been hit twice this season. He's the only batter on the White Sox to be hit by a pitch. And now Angle's out there talking to the umpire as if to say, is he going to throw at me too? First and second, one out in the bottom of the fourth. This one swung on, and it's a double play ball to second and bobbled again. Two errors at second base, I think. They're going to score this a base hit because he was going towards second, and it was up the middle, and it was a tough play. But he did have it in his glove, and it fell back out again. All runners are safe, and the bases are loaded. They're going to call it a single for Engel, and Tim Anderson steps up with the bags juiced. The first pitch is high and inside in the zone, taken for a strike, 0-1. T.A. wants a homer badly. In this cold night air, he might not get it, but a base knock is going to score at least two. He's got speed on the base paths, and he rips this one deep in the left. He flips the bat. Anderson into his trot, and this is a grand slam! White Sox lead it, 6 nothing. light it up! Incredible hit! 405 feet, got out of here at 107 miles per hour. Tim Anderson, he hit it, and he did the flip. He just looked at it and flipped that bat as high as he could and then admired his handiwork as it lands just over the White Sox bullpen and Dick Mountain is done. They're gonna come out and get Rich Hill. His day is over. The White Sox chase him early in this big division series game. And the Sox lead it six to nothing and this crowd is alive on a Friday night. Homer Bailey's gonna come in. This is his seventh appearance. He's two and one, 0 for one in save opportunities over 17 and a thirds innings. 2.60 earned run average, 13 strikeouts to six walks. Left-handed batters hitting 175 against him. Righty's hitting 250. We go from a lefty pitcher to a righty, and Yoan Mancada switches sides and will hit from the left side of the plate now and takes strike one at the letters. He's 0 for 2 today, hitting 313 at this point with two home runs and seven RBIs. And the White Sox have opened up a big lead here in the bottom of the fourth inning against their hated rivals, the Minnesota Twins, in the first of three games this weekend. This one is chopped down the line towards first base. It's going to be trouble. Moncada's going to barely get beaten to the bag. He is out. Rich Hill finishes with five earned runs, six total. There was an error, so he didn't get all runs charged to him. A walk and three strikeouts over 61 pitches. And he is done after three and a third's innings. Now with two outs in the bottom of the fourth, Jose Abreu comes up hitting one for two and will face Homer Bailey with a 6-0 lead. And if you could have asked Dylan Cease, how would you feel about going through the lineup perfect to start off the game through three innings? 
How would you feel about still having no runs after four, which he has struggled with? And how would you feel about being spotted a six-run lead as you attempt to have your first quality start of the season? I think he would have kissed you. Abreu is 1-1 one and one right now at the plate. He took the first two pitches, one for a ball, one for a strike. Bailey stares in, and the pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped a short. Polanco across his body will get it over there with a couple of steps to spare. And Abreu is out to end the inning, but not before T.A. Tim Anderson, the first grand slam of the season for the White Sox in a big moment against the Twins. And the Sox lead by six. In the top of the fifth inning of this White Sox simulated game as part of a simulated season, Mitch Garver comes up 0-for-1 with a strikeout in the second inning and his team trailing by six. White Sox sitting at 7-5, the Twins 10-3 coming into this game. Cease delivers on the inside corner, which is where Grandal set up, but it's taken for a ball, 1-0. Garver's hitting 333 over his last six games. And he's going to try to get things going here for the Twins, who need it desperately. High fastball taken for a strike, 2-0. Swung on and missed outside low slider below the knees. 2-1 the count to Garver. Cease quickly into the line, the pitch. Swung on and missed high fastball, 2-2. Cease takes the sign, the pitch. Outside ball three. What's interesting in this at bat alone, when Cease takes a long time to select his pitch, it's been outside the zone. When he worked quickly, he got two quick strikes. That's something he was doing earlier in the game. He's slowing down now for some reason. Rondell calls for the pitch on the way, fouled off down the first baseline. Working quicker has been good for Dylan Cease. He goes quickly from that pitch to this one. It's on the way. Swung on and missed on a low fastball strike three. All three strikes that he got, and that's his fourth strikeout, came when he quickly took the sign and went for the pitch. Two of them were out of the zone and swung on and missed. And the thing is, working at a better speed has been effective for Dylan Cease in this game. Grandal continues to encourage him to get the ball out quickly. This one's on the outside corner to Rosario. 0-1 the count, and Rosario is already 0-4-1 with a line out in the third inning. Top of the fifth, one out. Cease sitting on 53 pitches. Has been effective so far, and the pitch on the way. Outside taken for a ball just outside of the zone. One and one. Cease delivers. Swung on and popped up foul territory down the first base line. Abreu over near the dugout will make the catch. And that's two outs. If Cease can get Alex Avila right now, it would mean that through five innings, four of his innings, he sent down the Twins one, two, three. And has only struggled so far in the fourth inning. This pitch is low at the knees, taken for a strike. 0-1. Cease looks in, slowing down again. Rondell's got his glove up in the air, calling for the pitch, and it's on the way. That one's high, 1-1. One one. The wind-up in the pitch. Strike at the letters, 1-2. The 1-2 count with two outs on the top of the fifth to Avila. Cease delivers pitch number 59. Swung on and missed. Four-seam fastball in the zone on the outer portion of the plate. He just beat him before he could get his bat around. And midway through the fifth, 6-0 sacks. It might be chilly. It might be gusty. It might have wind changing directions every five seconds out here. But there's a lot of folks out on the south side tonight. They are bundled up, and they are watching the White Sox win 6-0 so far in this game against the Minnesota Twins. 
is Yasmani Grandal comes up with two home runs and seven RBI over his last five games. And he's 1-0 quickly to Homer Bailey, who returns in a relief role in the bottom of the fifth inning. That one's outside, taken for a ball, 2-0. It's not a sellout by any means. It's cold. It's early April. The pitch on the way. Inside, taken for a ball, 3-0. One has to wonder if the world returns to the normal. How many people will say, you know what, I'm going out to the ball game? When they would have said, I'll wait till it gets warmer. We may appreciate these more. 3-0 pitch. He checks it up. It's a strike, 3-1. He thought about going, so he had the green light on 3-0. Still a strike for Bailey. 3-1 the count now to Grandal. The pitch on the way. Inside and low ball four. Yasmani Grandal draws the walk. He'll trot down the first base. And the leadoff hitter is on. Twins pitching having a problem here against the White Sox. And they have been on a roll. Remember, this team is coming off of a sweep of the Indians. And sitting at 10-3. and three. The Sox came out ready to go and so did their fan base. It has been electric here tonight. And Encarnacion, one for two, steps up to the plate. With no outs in the bottom of the fifth. And a runner on first. That one is over the head of the catcher Garver. Grandal will walk into second base. The official scoring decision is going to be a pass ball because they're going to say that it tipped his glove, but that was a crazy pitch. And I almost put that on Bailey, but they're going to say pass ball because it touched the glove. It was wildly thrown. Garver gets an error, basically, when really it's on his pitcher. 1-0 count, runner on second now. No outs in the bottom of the fifth. The pitch to Encarnacion. Inside, taken for a ball, four-seam fastball, 2-0. The Winter Jackets are out tonight. There's a few folks that have them open so they can show off their White Sox shirt. But most people are just bundled up out here in the crowd. And the pitch, low and inside, 3-0. So Bailey walked Grandal. He went 3-0 on him before walking him on a 3-1 pitch. And now he's 3-0 to Encarnacion. Grandal leads in the pitch on the way. Taken inside four-seam fastball for a strike. That looked like a straight take all the way. 3-1 count. The pitch. Swung on and missed. That fastball got through before Encarnacion could get around on it. He's frustrated. Steps out of the box. He's back in now with a full count and a runner on second. The pitch. Low ball four. He takes it. Not even close. The Sox have runners on first and second after Homer Bailey walks the first two in the bottom of the fifth. And Aloy Jimenez comes up one for two with a single in the second. He's up to 220 now with his average. As he is focused more on getting solid base hits, he continues to have a pretty good eye at the plate. And he's a threat to hit a home run with five home runs right now leading the team. But his last home run was a while ago. Almost 10 days ago. He hit five of them through his first five games. And now, there were two days off in there, so that's nine days ago. Since the last time that he's done that. Now this one's grounded the first, flipped over to short covering second, back over to the pitcher. They are going to go three to six to one for the double play. Encarnacion was easily taken out of the equation at second and then back over. So a grounded into double play for Jimenez. Rondell's on third. Luis Robert comes up with an opportunity to get an RBI. 0 for 2. Been a little frustrated at the plate. 
swung at the first pitch today that he saw from Hill and popped it up. Then he tried to take a pitch and Hill got in front of him and he was never able to recover in that at bat. He fouls this one off down the first baseline from Bailey. 0-1 the count. The pitch. Low taken for a ball, 1-1. One one. Bailey's throwing a steady stream of four-seam fastballs. He does not have a big repertoire. He seems to be relying on that a lot and trying to move it around. But when he has thrown it in the zone, Sox batters have not been able to catch up to it or you get that double play. The walk has been what has hurt him so far in this inning, and he's trying to get himself out of it without letting a run cross. 1-1 pitch to Robert. Swung on and sent out to right field. Who will barely have to move out there. Rosario puts that one away, and that is out number three. So Bailey comes in after the TA Grand Slam and has shut down the White Sox so far midway through the fifth. 6-0 good guys. Byron Buxton. 0 for 1 with a fly out in the third inning. Gets his second at bat to lead off the top of the sixth. 59 pitches for Dylan Cease. And in four of his five innings that he's had so far, nobody has reached base for the Twins. Only got into trouble in the fourth and was able to get out of it. This one's outside and low for ball one, 1-0. One the pitch from Cease. Swung on and belted into left center field, carrying back towards the wall. Jimenez gives chase as it hits on the warning track. Goes off the wall and into his glove. He will hold Bucks into a double, his fifth of the season, getting it in quickly to Anderson. But Byron Buxton gives that one a ride, and that is the hardest hit ball of the night for the Minnesota Twins off of Dylan Cease. Six nothing White Sox, no outs, top of the sixth. Buxton on second. Araz, the second baseman, who has had his issues today defensively, is also one for two. He got the first hit for the Twins in the top of the fourth. And he is one and one right now. Buxton dancing. Cease giving him a glance, but wisely focusing on the hitter. This one is grounded to Anderson on the one hop across the first. And he looked Buxton back. He actually reached out with him with his glove as Buxton dove back towards the bag. So they hold the runner at second and get the out. And there's one out now on the top of the sixth. Jorge Polanco steps in. Takes an outside strike. 0-1. He's 0-2 for 2 so far in this game. The shortstop for the Twins has become kind of a fantasy baseball darling. My uncle likes to use him as a platoon every once in a while. He's been holding on to him in our Dynasty League for a couple years now. Tries to check up on the third offering and can't as it's outside of the zone. One and two the count right now with one out in the top of the sixth to Polanco with Buxton leading off of second base. The pitch from Cease working quickly. This one's way outside. Grandal has to kind of dive out as it goes over the right-handed hitter's batter's box. Two and two the count. The pitch on the way. Inside jammed him down the third base line. Mankata running back towards the stands and he catches it, running into the tarp. He had to go a long way for it, but there's two outs with Buxton still on second base and Nelson Cruz, one for two, with a single in the fourth, comes up to the bat. Cease looks at Buxton and delivers. Low, four-seam fastball, ball one. Over 1,100 RBIs in his career for Cruz. As a changeup outside misses, 0-2. Cruz showing more patience than most of the Twins hitters tonight who have chased a lot of cease offerings. 
outside of the zone. This one's in the zone, taken for a strike, two and one. The two-one pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped back to the backstop, two and two. Remember, Matt Caps, former relief pitcher for the Twins, joining us Saturday and Sunday. Swung on and missed, four-seam fastball. Cease, sits down Cruz. He has his first quality start of the season. And through six, he's given up nothing and only four hits as the Sox lead six to nothing. Dylan Cease has been masterful so far. Good for that young man. Leary Garcia is 0 for 1, and Homer Bailey comes back for more, sitting on 22 pitches and an inning and a third. And he will throw a strike high in the zone, 0 and 1. Bottom of the sixth, no outs. 6 nothing White Sox. Outside fastball swung at and missed, 0 and 2. Baltimore beat the Pirates 5-3 today in Baltimore. That's a ball outside, 1-2. And, and now this one is lined to short. Polanco picks it out of the air for the unassisted lineout of Garcia. There's one out in the bottom of the sixth. Toronto leading the Royals right now. And Cleveland, trying to get off the snide, are winning 6-0, hosting Tampa Bay. And they're in the ninth inning already. So their game moving quicker than ours. Then again, they're on the East Coast. First pitch to Adam Engel, taken for a ball. Next one fouled off into the stands down the first baseline, one and one. Swings at a high fastball inside, got jammed, and he fouls it straight back, one and two the count. Bailey in the wind, his 30th pitch in relief. Inside, four-seam fastball again, two and two. He pounds the fastballs. Every once in a while, will go to a change. The pitch. That one is lifted into center field. Buxton's going to get over in plenty of time, put his glove up. And the White Sox have two down here with nobody on in the bottom of the sixth. But luckily, they lead by six. And Tim Anderson, two for three already in this game. With a single and the big grand slam. Steps up to the plate, and the fans get on their feet and applaud him. This one is low, taken for a ball on the four-seam fastball. Your batting champion of 2019 came out hot here in 2020, leading off for the White Sox. He takes this pitch inside, 2-0. Bailey wants nothing to do with him. He watched Anderson do what he did to Rich Hill from the bullpen. That's the reason he's in here, which means Bailey has seen everybody now. Moncada will get to see him a second time if he gets to the plate. That pitch is taken inside for ball three. 3-0 pitch to Anderson. Let's see if he has the green light. Swung on. He did. Down the first baseline foul. 3-1 the count. The pitch. Low ball four. T.A. will take it. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. The 6-0 lead and him and Luis Robert in a friendly competition for stolen bases. Each of them sitting on six. Up at the top of the American League. They're on that leaderboard right up towards the top. He may go here. And Mancata steps in, batting lefty against the righty Bailey in the first pitch on the way, outside taken for a ball. Mancata's got four RBIs in the last three games. He's 0 for 3, though, in this game. As Anderson takes a lead, they're checking him. They must be thinking what I'm thinking, too. The pitch on the way. That one is ground to the short, easy 4-3 to ground out. Mancata's 0 for 4, but the White Sox... After six, continue to lead this one, six nothing. This simulated White Sox season is brought to you by the fine folks at Cork and Carey at the Park. 
gourmet burgers, hot dogs, hot wings, wraps, salads, eat healthy, eat fun. Whatever you want to do, Cork and Carry at the Park has it for you. Go to Grubhub and use the app or support a small business and a south side tradition. So they are there when everything goes back to normal by going to corkandcarryatthepark.com. The first two pitches from Cease, who comes out for the seventh inning, are balls to Miguel Sano, who's one for two. The young man has 76 pitches right now and sits in the seventh inning on a solid effort tonight. The leash will be short, but they're going to see how far he can go. Outside pitch swung on, two and one. Cease has slowed down in between pitches. He's either overthinking it or tired because the quick pitch has been very beneficial to him tonight. Rondau looks impatient, calls for the pitch. Outside pitch ball three, three and one. Donaldson's on deck, he is dangerous. But Ricky Renteria is going to let his young pitcher pitch the seventh. Outside ball four, and he is working slowly. There's a runner on first, and Donaldson will come up. It's not like Cease has thrown a lot tonight. And even though you'd like to get the guy out on a positive note, I get the reasoning of keeping him in right now because he's been pitching well. And it's a long series. And the White Sox don't have a day off now for several weeks. This is his job. He's a major league pitcher. Ricky Renteria likes to push his young pitchers. We've talked about the exchanges before with him and Reynaldo Lopez on the mound and off the field on Sox in the Basement when we do our regular podcast, which is still out each and every Wednesday with my friend Dave. Good friend of mine, grew up across the street from him, and we started this for fun and has grown into something big. So that is still happening, game or no game on that day. 1-1 pitch now to Donaldson who took a strike. And that hits his knees, according to the umpire. It's low at the knees. Didn't hit his knees. Sorry about that. Low at the knees, but for a strike taken, one and two. The Cardinals beat the Cubs seven to six in Chicago, up on the north side, earlier today, and good for them, because nobody likes the Cubs. Two and two now as that ball's in the dirt. Well, there are people who like the Cubs, but they have problems. It's science. The pitch from Cease. This one is lined down the third base line, and it will fall just fair and rattle around the corner. So first and second, Cease is having some trouble here in the seventh. It looks like they're warming up the bullpen out there for Dillon. But he's got a six-run lead, and he's pitched well. Renteria would like to see what he can do. Herrera and Fry with a six-run lead warming up out there. So a righty and a lefty option as Garver steps in. He's a righty. Cease is a righty. Cease has no outs in the top of the seventh, and runners at first and second. Inside pitch taken. One and one the count. The pitch. Outside ball two. Cease is up to 87 pitches. This is the most he has done so far this season. But this is the time where you want to stretch a guy out a little bit and see what he can do. Inside pitch on the corner, taken for a strike, two and two. I feel like if he could get this guy right now, Renteria might consider delaying things to let him leave on a high note. The pitch on the way. Swung on and grounded foul down the third base line. They'll reset. This will be pitch number 90 from Dylan Cease, who's having some struggles here in the seventh. And this one is lifted into center field. Robert sets underneath it. He will catch it running forward and throw to third. The runner will try to advance. We'll have a play. He is out at third base. They challenge Luis Robert's arm 
He wasn't even on the warning track. He was deep, but not that far back. And he's directly behind second base. He's not to the right field side. Robert caught that ball coming forward to give him momentum and guns the runner down trying to go from second to third. And Dylan Cease now has two outs in the top of the seventh. His boys on defense pulling him to the finish line. And he's 1-1 one and one now against Eddie Rosario, who's 0-2 on the day. And you would love to see Cease come off the mound here with seven innings under his belt and giving up no runs. I think everybody in the ballpark wants this for this young man. He has struggled early on this season. 2-1 pitch to Rosario. On the way. High. Ball three, three and one the count with Avila on deck. Runner on first. He did not advance. This one's fouled off and the count goes full. That was what was crazy. The play's at third. The runner on first held. This one's dribbled to Abreu. He's going to feel it himself and step on first and flip the ball to Cease, who spikes it in front of the mound. Dylan Cease, seven innings pitched, just under 100 pitches, and he goes to the bottom of the seventh, leading six to nothing. Good job, young man. Jose Abreu will lead off the bottom of the seventh with a six nothing lead. Homer Bailey remains in in a long relief role, and why not? The man was a starting pitcher for a long time. The Twins are using him right now as a long reliever. Tyler Duffy and Tyler Clipper. There's two Tylers out there. They are both out there warming up for the Minnesota Twins right now. 1-0 pitch to Abreu. Taken high. Borderline call at the letters. 2-0. Bailey has 40 pitches. He came in after Tim Anderson hit a bomb that chased Rich Hill on a grand slam that made this 6-0. And he has held down White Sox batters since then. The pitch on the way. High, taken for a ball, 3-0. Toronto finished off Kansas City 3-0 today. Cleveland finished off the Rays. They win 6-0, which is what the score is now. Inside pitch, he walked him on four straight pitches. Abreu trots down to first. And Grandal will come in 0-1 in this game. Bailey's going to remain in. The Angels beat the Tigers 10-7 in Detroit today. Runner on first, no outs in the bottom of the seventh here with Grandal up at the plate and Abreu at first base. Homer Bailey, the righty, to the left-handed hitting Grandal. And that's a strike on the outside corner, 0-1. Chilly night here in Chicago. The first of three games between division rivals. Swung on and chopped foul down the third base line. Grandal is 0-2 with no outs in the bottom of the seventh. And the pitch on the way. That is high, taken for a ball. Seattle has started their game out on the West Coast against the Red Sox. We have faced both of those teams, taking two out of three in Boston. But we just dropped two of three to the Mariners earlier on in the week, salvaging the last game of the series with a big 11-6 win behind Dallas Keuchel, who showed his veteran leadership and got the White Sox going early along with the bats. 2-2 pitch, swung on and missed at the knees. Grandal gets fooled. That is the first slider or curveball. I don't know what he threw, but it moved a lot. And he's been a steady stream of change-ups and fastballs, but Homer Bailey switched it up for the strikeout pitch. Grandal goes down. One out here in the bottom of the seventh. Encarnacion, one for two, steps up to the plate. Low, taken for a ball. Bailey continues the pitch. But remember, he was a starter. He is a long reliever. 
And this is a 6-0 game, and Minnesota might be saying, why are we going to use up relief pitchers in this game until our offense can prove they could do anything? Inside fastball, jam shot down the first baseline, and it goes foul into the stands. The 1-1 pitch on the way. Swung on and sent out in the left field deep. It is gone! Encarnacion lifts this one 431 feet into the air. And the night sky lights up with fireworks of all kinds of colors. As it gets out of here at 110 miles per hour, he rounds third and trots in the home. And the White Sox lead it eight to nothing. And this crowd is bonkers right now. You sit around and you watch a rebuild and you suck. I'm not even gonna mince words. You are terrible year in and year out. And you get your first series that matters against the division rival that won the division last year. That's leading the division and you're chasing them. And you get the fireworks that you got tonight from your offense and Dylan Cease, one of your young pitchers coming out and pitching so well. And you're eight to nothing leaders here in the bottom of the seventh inning with one out as Jimenez steps up and takes ball one. There is an electric charge through this ballpark here in early April. As if every frustration Every piece of anger, every time you put your head down and prayed that this would work out at some point, has been answered tonight on a Friday evening in Chicago. As Jimenez is jammed and he puts this one down the right field line, and that is caught by the first baseman for the second out of the inning. So there's two outs here in the bottom of the seventh. Robert comes up 0 for 3, flew out in the fifth inning. Struggled tonight. Bailey continues the pitch. I mean, the guy's been out there forever, and he gave up a two-run home run, but they're not going to the pen. Outside splitter, 1-0. Inside pitch taken, 2-0. Robert stands in. Bailey with the pitch. Inside, 3-0. And you know what? When you're struggling, you take that base if he's going to let you have it. Do something positive tonight. Strike down the middle, four-seam fastball. Get me over pitch. Robert was taking. He wants to see first base tonight. Next pitch he takes as well. That's a four-seam fastball down the middle. So maybe Robert doesn't want to swing. Maybe he just wants to get the first base on a walk. Homer Bailey's like, no, son, I'm going to pitch it to you. This one's high and outside, and Robert doesn't chase. Luis Robert was like, I can't do anything with my bat. I'm not swinging. I dare you to throw three straight in the strike zone, and Bailey does not. And he's going to throw his 60th pitch of the game. More pitches than the starter. Rich Hill threw tonight. And he'll throw it to Leary Garcia with Robert on first base. And Garcia is 0 for 2 tonight. With two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning. And that's a strike taken. Right in the middle of the zone. 0-1 count. Pitch on the way. Swung on and put foul down the first baseline. 0-2 count, two outs, bottom of the seventh. Robert with a lead, and he's going to go. That pitch is chopped towards short, and it went right to Polanco, who was running to second base to cover the steal. He was on his way to cover. The ball came right to him. Meanwhile, Edwin Encarnacion sends one into the night, and the White Sox lead 8-0 after 7. Kelvin Herrera is going to come in. 
This is his sixth appearance on the season. He's 0-1, five and a third innings pitch. ERA is down to 3.38 after a rough start to the year. And he had some rough outings early on and is starting to put it together over the last couple of games. He is still not a go-to guy, so he's going to come out here with an 8-0 lead in the top of the eighth inning. He has shown he can go two innings, so it's possible he will finish things off for Dylan Cease. As this one is a cut fastball outside. 21,826 here tonight on a Friday night. This place should have been packed, but it's cold, it's early, but it's a division series. And I'm going to tell you, folks, is that's ball two inside from Herrera to Avila. I hate the Minnesota Twins. There's just something about the Twins that I dislike. This one's sent out to Jimenez. He'll camp underneath it. And that's out number one on the fly out to left field in the top of the eighth inning. Dylan Cease today. They're showing his stats, so I'm going to give him the 96 pitches. Six strikeouts, a walk, no earned runs, five hits. That man pitched seven innings, that young man. And that's his best outing, I think, with the White Sox at this point early in his career. And I want to see more of that from him. He had come in struggling with an ERA north of nine and a terrible whip that was over 1.8. Byron Buxton steps in and takes the first pitch for a ball outside from Herrera. The righty Herrera to the right-handed hitting Buxton, the pitch on the way. That's inside taken for a ball 2-0. But folks, back to what I was saying about the Twins. I hate them. I just dislike them. And one of my best friends in the whole world, I would put him in that inner circle. You know, you have a certain amount of friends, you're like, that guy's in my inner circle. That pitch is taken for a strike, 2-1. and one. Is from Edina, Minnesota, which is a suburb of Minneapolis. He now lives in St. Paul as a four-seamer is fouled off down the third base line, 2-2 two two the count to Buxton. And he's a lifelong Twins fan by the name of Joe Signorelli. This one is low and taken for a strike. Buxton goes down, two outs here in the top of the eighth. And Joe and I have gone to a lot of games. Uh, some of the things I'd like to relate to you is that he was there with me the night that Francisco Liriano threw a no-hitter against the White Sox. So I watched a no-hitter get thrown against my team. I've actually seen two of them in my life. I've never seen a White Sox no-hitter. Although I was invited to Burley's perfect game, but I had to watch my newborn and told my uncle I couldn't leave the house that day. And trust me, I will regret that for the rest of my life. And I punish him constantly for nothing just because of it now that he's uh, much older. Luis Arraz steps in one for three and he's 0-1 quickly on a strike. He sends this one in the right field. It's going to be a base hit in front of Angle. So he's on for his second hit of the game, but he also has a couple of errors tonight. He was a big part of the White Sox getting set up for that big grand slam by Anderson. So anyway, I've seen now these two no-hitters, and one of them that I've seen, I'll tell you about the other one later on in the season, which is one of the craziest no-hitters in history. But I see the Liriano no-hitter with my buddy Joe as Polanco steps up. 0 for 3 in this game with a runner on first. Who's got some speed? Herrera, the pitch, swung on, and that's going to go out in the center field for an easy can of corn for Roberts. So you're going to get my story here in the bottom of the eighth as the White Sox continue to lead it 8 to nothing over the Minnesota Twins. Engel, Anderson, Mancada are up. Herrera skips off the mound. Adam Engel steps up. Two for three tonight with two singles. He's batted in runs. This is why we talked about it on the Wednesday show, which we do every Wednesday, which is the normal podcast in between all these simulated games this year. We were like, Adam Engel's got a platoon with Nomar Mazzara against lefties. 
Now he's going to get a chance against a righty right now because we're winning and we need the defense. As Bailey remains in the game. Like a second starter. This one is chopped to second base for a ground out. Angle is going to make it to first and now he's going to hustle to second. He is safe underneath the tag. I'm going to tell you what happened. It happened so fast. The ball is hit the second base. And Arez, who has two errors so far for the Twins, charges in. And the ball hits the lip of the grass right where the dirt begins and goes underneath his glove and rolls in the right field. Engel, who was probably going to beat the play anyway because it was such a slow roller, just immediately runs the second base. The right fielder comes in and throws it. It's a bang-bang play at second base, and Engel's underneath the tag, sliding head first towards the pitcher's mound side of second base. He's on second with no outs. Tim Anderson steps in, and the first pitch is a ball. We have a new pitcher, Tyler Duffy, who has come in now, the right-hander, will face Anderson. Outside pitch 2-0. and All right, so we got Angle on second. We were talking about how Sox in the basement said he's got a platoon. I think I got through that, and it's working out well. Anderson now lifts one in the left field for a base hit. Engel will advance the third. And it's first and third with no outs here in the bottom of the eighth as the hit parade continues. Save some for the rest of the weekend, boys. And let's get back to the story I was telling at the top of the eighth inning real quick. So I watched this no-hitter with him. And during the game, I know that I hate the Twins just like every other White Sox fan because it's just me and my friend. And we're having a conversation as friends. This one's taken for a strike by Moncada, who's 0 for 4. And we're just having this conversation as friends. And there are people getting mad at me because I'm talking to a Twins fan. And I'm like, no, no, he was my roommate in college. He's my firstborn's godfather. This one's flying out to left field. Engel is going to tag and score easily. And the White Sox lead it 9-0 on the sack fly by Moncada out to left field. Anderson mysteriously decided to stay at first base with one out here in the bottom of the eighth. Remember, he's in this stolen base competition with Robert. Maybe he wants second. He's going to go on the first pitch. That's a called strike, and Anderson is underneath the tag. And he gets back in front of Robert with seven stolen bases to his six. And this is going to be fun to watch this year if these two guys are going to go at it on the base paths. Because the two of them are trying to outdo each other as Abreu fouls this one off, and he's quickly 0-2 with one out in the eighth inning. Chopped ball to short. Polanco is going to field and get it over for the 6-3 put out. Anderson holds his second, two outs in the bottom of the eighth for Yasmani Grandal, who's over two with two walks on the game. But I was amazed that there, there are White Sox fans who hate the Twins so much that even me explaining that, like, hey, he's my friend, we're that close. They were mad at me for bringing him into the ballpark to watch a game. That one's ground on a first base. Avila's going to catch it and step on the bag. The inning is over, but the White Sox get another run and lead 9-0 after 8. Kelvin Herrera is going to try to finish it off with two innings of work, and Nelson Cruz, one for three, steps up to the plate here in the top of the ninth inning with the White Sox leading by 9. Everything that could go right has gone right, and a lot of White Sox fans seem to be streaming out of the ballpark already because it's cold. We hope you'll stick with us here for this final inning. If you don't, don't worry about it. I understand. I think some fans, like my dad loves to do that. Like, well, why watch? If 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 they blow this now, I'll just be angry. I get that. I get that feeling. But I feel like we're going to win and you're going to want to hear the final call. Pump your fist to be happy. That's what I feel like. 
First two pitches from Herrera are outside. 2-0 to Cruz. Now, on the flip side, I was telling that story about my, my friend Joe, who we refer to every once in a while as Minnesota Joe. I used to have him on one of my radio shows all the time, and he would goof off on that show as a character as Cruz goes 3-0. and Is that I went out to Minnesota a few times to watch ball games with him. The pitch on the way, low inside ball four, so he walks the first batter here in the top of the ninth. Trust me, they're not getting anybody up until he gives up four or five runs in this game. Sanoa's up now, one for two with a single in the fourth. With the runner on first, Herrera sets. Here in the top of the ninth with a nine-run lead. The pitch on the way, strike one on the inside corner. So I went out there for Joe's bachelor party and got tickets in Minnesota in the new ballpark right after they had opened it. Beautiful ballpark what they have there in Minnesota. If you ever want to travel in the future and go see a game, go see one in Minnesota. It's a fun time. Sano goes one and two after a called strike and then one outside, it just misses. With the runner remaining on first and Herrera checks the ball like he needs to make sure it's a ball and he steps up, puts his foot on the rubber and he will deliver his fourth pitch to Sano. That one's chopped foul, one and two, the count remains. So we go out there for a bachelor party and you know know what a bachelor party is. And we did something where we tubed down a river all day long and drank. So by the time we get to this game, we're rolling. And I show up, of course, this is only a few years ago. I show up in my A.J. Perzinski Sox Road jersey with the World Series patch on it. Now, if you want to make Minnesota Twins fans angry, take their former catcher who didn't win a World Series with them and won one with their rival, wear his road uniform with the patch that says that he won the World Series to the ballpark. Two and two the count after a few foul balls. The pitch on the way swung on and missed on a four-seam fastball outside. First out of the ninth inning. Runner remains at first base. There's one out here in the ninth. So, so I'm out there, and it was the perfect game because the White Sox hit a few bombs in this game. I'll be honest with you, I don't know who won. I mean, it, I was I was destroyed. I had two young kids, and it was the first time my wife had let me out in a while, and I was away for the weekend. This one's grounded up the middle. Picked up by Robert as it gets in the center field. to get it in quickly. So a base hit. First and second with one out here at the top of the ninth. The Sox lead by nine. So I remember there was a point the next morning, sitting in the hotel, shared a room with one of my buddies from college, another roommate, another great friend, another, another guy in that inner circle by the name of B. Lewis Frankel, and happy Seder to him this weekend. 0-1 the count on a called strike to Garver as Herrera stands in, and the pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped foul. Garver is quickly 0-2 with first and second, with one out here in the ninth. And the replay comes out of the game on ESPN. And they show Brzezinski hitting a home run over our section. And not only do they show it, they show me. I'm the only guy standing amidst a bunch of Twins fans sitting as this is swung on and missed for strike three. Herrera's got his third strikeout through one and two-thirds innings. And he's got two outs here, and the White Sox are trying to complete the shutout of the Twins with runners on first and second as Garver goes down. And I jumped up immediately because as the ball is sailing over, 
I am the only guy standing there with a beer in my hand, holding my arms out as if I'm being bathed in glory. As this one is popped out, fouled on the third base line. And then I turn around and show the Prasinski jersey with both double uh, thumbs over my back. Okay. Like I'm uh, RVD, the wrestler, if you know who it is, Rob Van Dam. And uh, I got the close-up on the Sports Center, and they're like, this Sox fan is showing off. And I was proud of myself. 0-2 now on a taken strike. Let's see if this ends the game. The pitch from Herrera. Swung on and chopped to Moncada. He will flip the second for the force, and the White Sox complete the shutout of the Minnesota Twins, winning 9-0 in the opening of a three-game series here on the south side against their hated division rivals. Dylan Cease goes seven scoreless. The White Sox collect multiple home runs, three in fact, including a grand slam by Tim Anderson that lit up the night. They are happy. They are pumped. There are some high fives that are being landed a little bit more excited than you would normally see. And this fan base celebrates as the sky lights up with the postgame fireworks. The White Sox improve to 8-5. and five. The Twins drop to 10 and 4 and we will see you tomorrow here on the south side of Chicago after Dylan Cease gets his first win of the season and Rich Hill gets his first loss both pitchers go to 1 and 1 Cease 7 innings pitch with 5 hits 6 strikeouts 1 walk no earned runs he was perfect through the first 3 innings and had 4 innings of perfection over the 7 that he pitched Tim Anderson, three for four with the granny, which means he had four RBIs. Jose Abreu, one for four with a home run, two RBIs, and two runs scored. Edwin Encarnacion also hit a home run. He was two for three with two RBIs. And Adam Engel, the platooner, we talked about it on the show. We're going to use him against lefties. He goes three for four with a double and three runs scored. Your player of the game is Tim Anderson. This White Sox simulated season and this broadcast brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park at 33rd and Princeton. Go to Grubhub or CorkandCarryAtThePark.com and order some good food sometime this weekend and join us for another game tomorrow. And remember, your post game is presented right at SoxOn35th.com. SoxOn35th.com doing the blogging. We're doing the podcasting, and we got to win. Folks, we'll see you here tomorrow as the White Sox go for the second win in this three-game set after winning 9-0 on the south side on a cold but glorious Friday night. The rebuild is officially over according to this simulated season. My name is Chris Lanuti, and you've been listening to Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.